It has been two years, three months, and 26 days since I last treated a patient. I wanted to tell a specific story on the heels of last episode. This cautionary tale is the exemplification of providers deciding what the problem is and exclusively focusing on the location of pain as opposed to letting the body tell the story. While this patient's story is a sample size of one, you can rest assured she is not the only person that this episode applies to. I only chose her story because it's the perfect representation of an issue I've seen a hundred times. It's late morning on a Tuesday when a patient comes in, walking with a cane, and has a limp. She is 30 minutes early for her first appointment, and already had paperwork completed when she arrived. This stood out to me for a couple of reasons. For one, it's very rare that somebody comes in 30 minutes early. And when somebody does come in early for their first appointment, it's usually because they plan on doing the paperwork in the clinic. She waits patiently for her appointment time, and when I'm ready, I call her over. She stands, starts to take a step, winces, then gingerly continues over to me. I introduce myself and take her to an examination room. She's in her early 50s, and between her age and presentation, I'm assuming a traumatic injury has occurred. I start looking at the paperwork as we exchange pleasantries, and see that her paperwork indicates plantar fasciitis. For non-providers, the plantar fascia is a tough tissue in the bottom of your foot. It's a fairly common injury site, and it's often quite painful when standing up and walking. The cane makes sense to me now, and I start the evaluation. Okay, so it looks like you've been struggling with quite a bit of foot pain, yeah? Tell me the story. She starts in. Adam, I'm happy you could see me. I drove up from Olympia specifically to see you. A pause here to talk geography. I was working in a clinic in the middle of Seattle. Olympia is a city that, at minimum, is an hour and a half drive drive south of Seattle. Wow, I say, that's quite a drive, especially with traffic this time of day. I have to admit, I'm pretty intrigued to find out what brings you all the way here. Yes, it was a two-hour drive today, but I'm hoping the drive will be worth it. Let me be honest, I'm counting on you to be able to help me. I've been dealing with plantar fasciitis for almost three years now. It has gotten so painful that I have to carry this thing around with me, indicating the cane leaned up against the wall, like I'm an old woman. 52 is not old in my book, and I'm extremely frustrated that I move like I'm in my 90s. I can't even walk two blocks without needing to sit down and rest because of the pain. I jump in. Looking at your paperwork, I can see where your frustration is coming from. You were, you're a big hiker, aren't you? She replies, yes, and I've been effectively chair-bound for two of the last three years. You are also not the first person I've seen. I've been to five different PTs and three different surgeons. They have not been helpful. Adam, I expect big things from you. Okay, I say. Challenge accepted. Why me specifically, and what are the expectations? She continues. I'm sorry to be so pushy, but there are two reasons for the high expectations. Out of frustration, I booked a camping trip to Yellowstone with my husband three months ago, and it is six weeks away. I was going to grit my way through it because I just need to go outside. I'm regretting it already, and I can't get my money back now. I understand that this is entirely unfair to you, but I'm genuinely genuinely pleading for you to help me make this trip manageable. I smile. I'm not phased by the request. I'm not going to blow smoke at you and guarantee success, especially without even evaluating you, but I will guarantee that I will do everything I can to get you functional for that trip. 
Now what's the second reason? She sighs. I hit my final straw a couple weeks ago. After five PTs who basically all did the same thing, and two surgeons who didn't tell me much of anything, I was referred to a specialist. I went to the specialist who did all of two tests on me and said, I know why your foot hurts. It's because your Achilles tendon is too tight. I can do a procedure to release it. That was it. I had it. I've done a hundred and a hundred calf stretches the other PTs have told me to do. I did them every day, multiple times per day, and this surgeon is telling me my calf is tight? This absolutely made no sense to me. I went home and I did the worst thing you could do. I googled what I should do. I'm sure this conveys how desperate I had become. I think I got pretty lucky, though. I came across an article written by a PT that really made a lot of sense to me. He talked about how a lot of times foot pain comes from the hip. I looked at the certifications he had, I looked those up, and then I tried to find a provider who had the same ones he did. You were the closest person to me, so here I am. I'm sorry to put this much pressure on you. It's just, like I said, I'm desperate. I say, no apologies necessary. I don't feel any pressure. To be honest with you, I've been in this position a lot. Before we get started, I want to ask a question. From your story, it sounds like everyone focused on your foot until the last surgeon, and even he didn't go any higher than your calf? She said, that's correct. I nod. Yeah, I really don't feel any pressure at all. For starters, I can't believe that not even one of the PTs left your foot. That is disappointing. I'm not surprised none of the surgeons did, but the PTs should know better, especially when you weren't showing any progress. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a full body movement analysis. I want to see how your body handles gravity. Given your history, it seems more likely that your foot is the sacrificial lamb to something happening somewhere else in your body. It wasn't unusual for me to see patients who didn't get success elsewhere. I worked in several parts of the city over my career, so I had former patients who were referral sources throughout Seattle. Since the only form of marketing that really works in medical is word of mouth, many of my former patients would have their friends, family, and coworkers come see me when they didn't get results they wanted with other providers. She was unique in that she drove so far away to come see me, but that's the only part that was different. What was also fairly typical was that I would often get really challenging cases via referral. It wasn't that most of the time people who came to see me had really shitty PTs. It's that they had really complex presentations with many confounding factors. This is part of where I felt comfortable telling her I didn't feel any pressure. Complexity was what I worked with all day long. Here's the kicker for her story, though. I did the evaluation being as thorough as I always was, and she ended up showing almost the lowest possible hanging fruit as an area of problem. She simply wasn't turning on her outer hip muscles. With a little education on hip mechanics and a quick demonstration of how the hip muscles change foot position, she was able to replicate what I showed her. Her foot pain immediately dropped by 50%. The story didn't end there, though. We still had a lot of work to do. For one, 50% improvement is great, but it's not enough. Sure, it's possible that the remaining 50% had more to do with inflammatory pain than mechanical pain, but I never let myself settle on that until I ruled out, ruled out everything else mechanical I could think of. I had to do some interventions for motor control, and just like my last episode, had to teach her how to walk again. The crazy part to me was that she never tipped the scale into the category of quote-unquote complex. She was a wonderfully compliant patient, which wasn't a surprise given what she told me about her previous PT experiences. 
it's just nice to know that when you ask a patient to do something, that they're going to do it. When all was said and done, six weeks later, she went to Yellowstone with her husband and was even able to hike every single day. She reported that she had some pain, but every time she did, she felt like it was a reminder to get her hip engaged. This is the cautionary tale. You may not always succeed with patients. In fact, you're guaranteed not to be able to help some patients. No one has 100% success. But don't be the PT who didn't succeed because you didn't do your due diligence for your patient. It is nothing less than shameful to have a patient fail PT because you missed low-hanging fruit. Signing off for today. Never settle for mediocre, but be careful how hard you burn striving for greatness. Sometimes that cost is more than your mind can afford.